Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list. Imagine this. It's Labor Day at the county fair, and your only worry is whether you should get your funnel cake and corn dog before or after the Ferris wheel. Friends and family surround you as you take in the sights of blurring, blinking lights, smells of fried food galore, and calls of laughter and screams, barely realizing when the squeals of delight turn into those of horror until it's too late. Tonight's story is a church event gone horribly, horribly wrong. Final Destination must have gotten some ideas from this one. So today our hint was ping pong and I found a cocktail of the same name. It, I've been holding off on taking a sip this entire time, so it's not that great. No, it, I mean it's okay. It's pretty much straight gin with lemon juice and grenadine. I like it. It's um, it's very refreshing. Yeah, it's nipitati gin with lemon juice and grenadine, and you know it's not the worst thing I've ever had. It's not bad. It's, it's just you know not exciting. I really like it. I mean, maybe it's just nipitati goes great with anything. I don't know. It's good. We all know how dangerous nipitati can be because there's literally no bite to this. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's it, to me it tastes more like juice, even though you said you put a lot of gin in it. I don't I, taste I a lot. I did. I put a lot of gin. So It's delightful. Nice Sunday morning cocktail. Mm. I want to really quick give a shout out to uh, Janie. Yo, she Janie. left us a uh, good comment. So I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we're not on social media anymore. We watched that... Um, that uh, Netflix documentary about how it's eating your kids' brains. And, and mine. Like an yeah. amoeba. <laughs> so we got off social media altogether. A lot of people are wondering how to contact us. And the best way to do that is through the blog. On And on any post, just leave me a comment. And, um, and I'll shout you out if it's good. And you can request stories. The story we're doing tonight is actually requested from someone that just left a comment on mm, one of the posts nice. the other day. So, And I thought it was a great story. So I really wanted to do it. Anyway... I want to give a shout out to Janie, J-A-Y-N-E. She says, I'm so glad you're doing Ghoul, the Ghoul podcast. Nice. Yes, uh, 
Yeah, so I still am working on episodes three and four. And not only that, be sure to subscribe to that because I decided I'm going to do seasons. So next season, around October, Halloween, there's going to be a new killer that I do, you know, and uh, go through kind of like he's got to be as ghoulish. Anyway, she says, I'm so glad you are doing ghoul. I am from and still living in Wisconsin, Milwaukee area. When growing up, we went to summer camp at Spencer Lake in Wapaka, Wisconsin. This is about 30 miles from Plainfield. The, quote, ghost stories turned into Ed Gein stories, and we were scared to death. My friends and I wouldn't ride the horses anymore because we were afraid the horses would get off their course and take us right to Ed's house. Oh, wow. Awesome podcasting. Love, Janie. P.S. P.S. John is my favorite. (laughs) That's what she said. I believe it. Everyone says that. So we are recording this episode on video. I'm going to start doing this so I can get more comfortable with the camera. So go to YouTube.com. That's Y-O-U-T-U-B.com, B-E.com, and type in Talk Murder to Me, and you'll see the video for tonight's episode. Sweet. So here we go, guys. Surprise shots. Surprise shot. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Why? That was slower today. Did you feel that? I, I felt it. John's was also much slower. I don't know what that was. Maybe because my arms were farther away. But cheers, y'all. Cheers. Ooh, is this rum chata? You better bring that bottle out. Yeah, this is delicious. It's got caffeine in it. That was all it was. Oh. I just bought the oh, little Oh, shit, little really? Ah, oh, damn it. What is it? It was pumpkin spice liqueur. That was amazing. I very much mm. would like that. Next time I get a coupon, I'll buy a bottle. Coupon? Oh you yeah. better hurry up and get a coupon because, you know, it, pumpkin spice season's almost over and you need to buy I enough for, to last us the whole year of that. The hint that I gave y'all was ping pong, ding-a-ding-ding-dong. So where are we going and who are we ping ponging tonight? China. We're going to China. Um, and I think I think this story is, and I have to, I, every time I hear the word China, I think of, um, what's his name? President Trump? No, um, Ryan Gosling from The Big Short. He's from China. Um, love it. You haven't seen that movie, have you? I have not. Ugh. I've seen parts of it. Big Trouble in Little China? No, no, no. Oh. The Big Short. Okay, so I think... We're going to China in like 1987, and there is a ping pong champion who goes crazy and starts murdering people. You know, I was also thinking China, but I think only because of its reference in Forrest Gump to the ping pong. You know, mm-hmm. when Forrest mm-hmm. Gump plays yep. ping pong. Um, but, you know, Forrest Gump, sadly, is, you know, a fictional story. You know, even yeah. though it's it's a great redemption story about how someone can get knocked around and and you know, down when they're young and then they just become this awesome person, you know. And also it's everything is about perception. Like he has such an interesting perception of the world, I you know, know, and how he, how he sees things he that happen. He is amazing. He's my hero. So, um. So the story is about Forrest Gump? Yeah. That's, that's, it's just about Forrest Gump. That's all. I can't <clears throat> think of anything else. And, you know, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> All right, so tonight's story is for you, Aaron. You just left me a comment, and you requested this. 
John, I can't become a taco because it says it's not available, and we're sorry about that. We are eventually, in 2021, maybe launching it back. I'm not sure. We'll see. But I don't know. But I have a crazy story for you that nobody else has done before ever. And I'm not going to read what she said because it's going to give away the story. But, Aaron, this is for you. And uh, thank you for your comment. Well, is the place where Aaron is from going to give it away? No. Did she say where she's from? You will 100% not know this story. This is not... It's not really a true crime story, but oh, I can't really tell you anymore. Let's just get started. Hmm. So we're going to Pennsylvania in 1978. This is where we're going right here. If you want to describe this for our audience. Oh, it looks like it's a school that had a fair. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost reminds me of the set of Greece at the end with the with the senior fair and they have like the different booths. Yeah, there's like some pop up tents and flags. It looks like it's in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a church. Oh, and um, okay, it's still there. I know it looks doesn't really look like a church because it doesn't have a steeple. Right. But that is a church. That's the uh, Saint Joseph Roman Catholic Church. Mm. Oh, maybe they had like. Did they have a school attached to it? Because sometimes churches do that. Yeah, like maybe. Catholic churches, maybe. especially they have the parish school where they have like, you know, a, it's reminiscent of my school, mm-hmm. actually. So if you're new here, this is your first episode. Go to talkmurder.com. That's where I'm putting all these photos at talkmurder.com and you can see them there. Follow along with us. If you're not driving, even if you're watching YouTube, just open our tab and you can see them. All right, so this church is the St. Joseph Roman Catholic Church, although it may be the St. Martin Church now. I tried to find it. I think they may have changed the name. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, this is Labor Day 1978. This is a three-day event, and eight people end up dying at this church. Ooh. So you want to guess what that has to do with ping pong balls? You didn't say balls before. Oh, I didn't? No. No. Oh. What else are you going to um, do? With bingo ball? hall. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, let me show you the killer right now. Can you describe this killer? His name is Hughes. I'm confused. You said there it doesn't really have anything to do with true. Oh. There's the killer. It's a Hughes 269C helicopter. Can you that describe is a, this? That is a weedle helicopter. But, like, you can. Is, is there room for two people in that, or is it just one person? There was three people in this. Wow. Oh, how? Oh, exactly. I guess you see, I mean, that is a tight fit. They must be three very petite people. <laughs> yeah, it is three right there. I, I believe this is the actual model. This is a Hughes 269C. Um, it looks just... like a little toy. It's like yeah. mostly, you know, plexiglass or whatever. Are these um, the types of helicopters that you would like? Like they have the helicopter tours and you like go and see sites and stuff like, you know, how yeah, 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 yeah. if that is the case, I would not go in one of those. That no, no, is this teeny. Is, yeah, but um, this is uh, a helicopter you can buy. This I is mean, the, these are like two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. I mean, people buy these. This is the type where like, like my you, dad would buy this. You can't. Um, 
My dad probably would too, actually. You can't shave off 10 pounds on your weight. Like, you actually have to be accurate in order for that to fly properly, I feel like. I can't be like, ooh, yeah, I weigh 120. No, I'd have to be accurate in my what I say. I feel like I've been in one of those like at some sort of festival when they were doing helicopter rides. Ooh. It was at the um, the Cranberry Festival in Wareham um, and we like got to fly above the Cranberry Bogs and they gave us a tour and stuff. It was really cool. That was the only time I've ever been in a helicopter which is surprising considering my dad was a helicopter pilot. I've never been in a helicopter. So I've been in a lot and this is the reason I'm doing this story uh, for you, Aaron, because I don't know if you knew this but my family and Jen's dad is aviation. I mean, my whole family is aviation. And I was aviation for a long time. I was a crew chief. And my brother used to be a crew chief for my dad's helicopter, which was a Chinook, which is the big old school buses. Mm. Plus, I've been in plenty of helicopters overseas, which I hated overseas because, you know, I've never personally had a rocket shot at me. But when you're flying in a helicopter overseas, that's what you're thinking about. Mm. You know, you're mm-hmm. looking at the mountains and you're just like, oh, my God, if a RPG comes, we're all toast. You know, anyway, so I don't really like heights whatsoever. That's kind of why I got out of aviation and went more of the um, infantry route, I guess. But anyway, this is Labor Day 1978. This is a full weekend, three days. 500 people are in this parking lot, that one that you guys saw earlier. And uh, this is 2.50 p.m. Do you guys want to take a guess about what happened? A helicopter crash at the festival. All right. Into a booth. Nicole, can you read this? This is from Pam Nelson. This is the pilot. I departed Allegheny County about 1.30 p.m., arriving at La Trobe 2 p.m. I left with full fuel, 30 gallons, having about 25 gallons left upon arriving in La Trobe. Mr. Allison from the church was at La Trobe. His daughter was there also, wanting to go along. We were able to hover in the green range, manifold pressure in rotor RPM. All right. So here's what's going on. Pam Nelson, the pilot, she's 33 years old. She's flying this helicopter with Leo Allison, which is the janitor of the church and the organizer of this event. This is a big Labor Day event. They're doing God stuff. Whatever you guys do, (laughs) you know, (laughs) whatever you guys do, his 15 year old daughter, Mary Beth, was also in the helicopter, which keep in mind. And if you saw the uh, photo on talkmer.com, it's a very small helicopter. This isn't a big Black Hawk or anything else. So weight matters a lot. That's what I'm saying. You can't can't shave off, you know, the, the 10 pounds. Yeah difference that you wish you were you like know? on your driver's license <laughs> exactly but i wouldn't know anything about well, that. well no 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 Wait. you know my driver's license is totally accurate totally so, mine is also so i mean if you're kind of fatter or thinner it, that really doesn't matter but if you the more people you pack in there and the more equipment and stuff like that it, it starts to matter but but you have to calculate that weight when yeah you do yeah going in there there were three people in the helicopter the pilot comes 1800 feet from the from the west, she's 400 feet above the crowd. She says that uh, Leo, the uh, organizer, wants her to get a little lower, but she refuses. The airspeed is about 35 miles per hour. Now, so Not fast? Yeah, so this isn't your typical true crime story, hmm. but a lot of people die. What they were doing at this church is ping pong 
football drops. Now, if you ever have a chance to go do this, just take my advice and don't go do this because this is the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen. Wait, are they dropping ping pong balls yeah. from the helicopter? So, yeah. So what's oh, your... to try to get it in like a certain thing? No, 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 no. Every ping pong ball that is dropped is worth one dollar. So the crowd gathers under and they try to pick up the balls and every ball they can get is worth a dollar. Now, here's a video from a 2014 one. This one didn't. This one didn't you know, crash. And this burn. one didn't crash or whatever, but this is the same principle. You see how they're dropping it? No, I don't see oh, it. Hold on a second. Oh, there you, oh, yeah, okay. you see? And you see the crowd below? Yeah. yeah. So that's. You see all those people just packed up right there? Oh, so whoever gets the most gets yeah. the most money. And there's like kids running. So, I feel like that would hurt from that. To get pegged in the head. Yeah, with right? Ball. Oh, yeah. So if you want to read this, this is uh, from one of the many newspapers I found in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. about this. I did not comply as it were about 400 feet up, and that was as close as I wanted to come. Air speed was about 35 miles per hour. As I began to accelerate to circle around, I added a little throttle. We began to descend. I had to add a little right pedal. I then raised the collective but got no response and lost a little more altitude. RPM was dropping to a range of about 2,700. I think manifold pressure was below 20 inches. I immediately lowered the collective and added more throttle. The engine seemed to quit altogether. We swerved to the left and started dropping rapidly. I pushed the pedal down more and was able to turn right to avoid hitting the school building. All right. So do you guys know what the collective is, what, the, what she said, the collective there? Nope. You guys want to take a guess? Do you know, Jen? No. <clears throat> All right. Since, um, since I used to be in aviation, I can tell you kind of what this is. So... The cyclic stick is like a joystick. So if you're looking at the photo right there, Mm -hmm. that's the thing that's going to make it go forward. If you push down on it, you know, it tilts down and it goes forward. You can go backwards and go side to side. The collective, if I can remember correctly, is like the throttle. That's what's that's what raises the thing up and pushes it down. So if you want to go down, you press down on the collective. If you want to go up, you pr- you pull up on it, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like an emergency brake in your car. That's what it looks like. It doesn't have the same function, but you guys understand. Yep. That's what she's talking about there. You saw the video of the ping pong ball drop. You saw about how high the helicopter was above the crowd. And it's a crowd below. Yeah, like, just, it's not like... it was just like that. There's 500 people in this crowd. Mm. 500 Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, 
It's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list. I mean, this is a kid's function, too. They're kids here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is what happens. If you want to uh, read this headline for us. Copter falls into crowd, seven killed. So that is the actual helicopter right there. <sighs> And you can kind of see, I mean, it's black and white. You can't really see any it look, uh, yeah. violence. 19 people were injured. No one inside the helicopter were killed. Wow. But but this is unfortunate. The Remember Leo, the uh, janitor, the mm-hmm. organizer, and his daughter? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, his wife was in the crowd, and she got killed. Oof. And... Mary Beth's mother, real mother, was also in the crowd, and she got killed. Mm. So, I mean, you not only did you organize this whole event, and not only did it kill seven people, but your wife is also one of those people. Oh, my God. I mean, I can't imagine what this guy is probably still living through. This was 78. You know, he's probably still alive, I imagine. You know, unless he was like really he was. old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, like, the guilt well should be that. overbearing, you know, I mean, even though it's not his no, fault. Obviously. No, I didn't didn't anticipate. Now, was this pilot an experienced pilot? Uh, We're going to get to that here. Oh, so, OK. Here's another photo of the crash. Ooh. Now, you can kind of see some blood everywhere. Mm. You see kind of up, up at the top there. Yeah. I'm surprised that the helicopter is in like still quite intact, like the capsule. You know, yeah, so it basically, but I guess it wasn't from a very, it didn't like totally drop, you know what I mean? It dropped at a, like the engine didn't didn't cease in the the air or anything. If it took a faster fall, it may have had more damage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see the tent. Do you remember those tents from the uh, first photo that I showed you? Mm -hmm. So those are the tents. It basically careened into all of them tents. Jeez. And you can't really see too much of the violence and blood. But we're about to go into how violent this is because this is a very violent death, a helicopter. Now, the helicopter didn't Wait. kill the people. It was the blades. You guys understand yeah. that? Yeah, that's what I was yeah. just going to say. So how fast do you think those blades were going when they went through these people? Because these well, people weren't, like, crushed. They were They were decapitated, yeah. You know? Um. Well, the airspeed was 35 miles per hour, right? So... I mean, I think they said the R- RPMs in the thing. Well, I mean, right? yeah, 2700. You can't really calculate I mean, it. I can't calculate it's it either. Fast. I was seeing if you guys could it guess. It's going to be real fast. The blades were going 400 miles an hour. It's like a samurai sword. A samurai sword, and they're metal. And, you know, for you guys that are, are interested, my so my dad flies Chinooks, and next time you see a Chinook, it looks like a big school bus. Is that the one with the two blades? Yeah, so there's two rotors, and That's the blades go in between each other. That's why. Why it's, design uh, something like that? But it's not. 
they work simultaneously, so there's no way they're going to hit each other. Unless, because some, unless something flies into a blade, like a bird gets caught into one. That what happens? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I was talking. I remember talking with um, somebody who is an Air Force jet pilot, and they're like, "I mean, really, why does the Navy need to fly off carriers nowadays? Like, you know, they don't really need to. Yeah, we, we do. Just fly, you know." Why do we not need to? Fly off, you know, there's la- plenty of land. Yeah, but if you're in the coast of Japan and Japan wants to kill us, they're not going to let you land at their airfield. True, you're gonna but I'm just to... saying, for the mo- for most situations. Yeah, you're uh, that right. was, I mean, that was, that was an Air Force pilot's perspective against a oh, really? pilot's perspective. So yeah. they don't have to learn how to fly off and on carriers. I remember, though, when I was... I, I know how important it is to be close to the proximity of the enemy because mm-hmm. when I was overseas, like we counted the seconds that it would take for an Apache to provide support for us. Mm-hmm. And those seconds felt like hours. I bet. It was like seven minutes and 53 seconds, I believe, it takes for, for an Apache to get to where we were. Mm-hmm. And those seconds literally feel like lifetimes. I bet. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so I, I do understand how, like, the proximity to the enemy is really important. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a pilot, so. Well, I think more, maybe the comment is more, like, in peacetime. Yeah, in peacetime. Well, does it really matter? It's the same thing with the airborne infantry, you know. Why do we still jump out of airplanes? Do, are we I gonna, don't know. Are we going to do that ever again? No, there's no use for it. We're not going to throw a bunch of soldiers out into Russia like that, you know. That was, like, more of a... Uh, d-day you know whatever yeah yeah yeah. yeah. second world war type of thing but we still are airborne i don't know well now there's also drones yeah that we didn't have back then too it's true so i don't know yeah very true certainly um remember having a conversation about drone the use of drones and like war for warfare ethics yeah and um it like um, uh, what was the how did my professor describe it? Like that the the rules of warfare get blurred when you use drones mm. because you can use a drone to kill lives, but you know that it no life would be lost with right. like the pilot. You know, they're the pilot sitting in a freaking bunker like in a, Kansas, almost like an unfair fight. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I guess and the best weird. and the drone pilots are video game experts. I mean, you want to talk about unfair fight? How about dropping a nuke on like two hundred thousand Japanese people? I mean, it's, I still don't yeah. know what to think about that. I don't know. It's it's a mix. <laughs> it's a damned if you did, damned yeah. if you didn't. I mean, I, don't know. I can imagine being one. Truman had to push that button, or not the button, but you know, make that decision. Anyway, and he did too. Yeah, he did that's too, the back qu- to back. That's, I think, the big question is, like, could he have just done one? Well, they were saying that Japanese weren't going to quit. And if you look back at their culture, they're, they're not quitters. That's true. You know? The kamikaze pilots, exactly. all that stuff. So, but, I mean, it's Japan, right? Well, what are they, are they going to take over America, like, but at for the, real? That's what they thought. At the Dude, same time, I mean, now, now they're one of our allies, and so we have a different perspective. But back then, yeah. you know, it was a different time. Which I don't even know why they joined the war effort anyway unless they were just convinced by Hitler. I still haven't figured that out because that's just the weirdest thing ever. Anyway, let's move on. For you guys on YouTube, I'm sorry. I got uh, 
they also have remember we watched that documentary it was it was something about they also believe that they were like the chosen people yeah yeah, they yeah. Ha- it had a similar mindset and they their main goal which was is total to bullshit because America. americans are obviously the chosen people. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway 19 people injured no one in the helicopter was killed the father all right, excuse, i already went over that all right moving on if you want to read this this is some of the uh, eyewitness testimony and you can kind of see the violence here Eyewitnesses described a scene of blood and severed bodies after the craft and its whirling blade fell to the ground. There were bodies everywhere. One of them was just half a man, said Chuck Keast, 28, a visitor from Kenneet, Ohio. There was blood all over the parking lot, said Bill Costanzo, managing editor of the Latrobe Bulletin. That was from the morning call paper in Pennsylvania from the, uh, the same day. It was September 5th. That you read there. Now, I do want to say, because I know you guys are going to ask, what was the youngest? I mean, I wasn't going to ask. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, w- I didn't really want to look that up, but I did. The youngest was 14, mm. and then it was like a 15-year-old. But then, besides that, those were the only two teenagers I saw, and then it was like 34, 54, you know. I mean, regardless of age, that's just a terrible way to die. Yeah, but I mean, Jesus, I was so happy when I saw there was no... Two-year-old, yeah. you yeah. know what I'm saying? But, Agreed. oh, yeah, it's terrible because the, the helicopter didn't just crash. The yeah. blade. So what happens with these, as we'll show you in a second, is the... Bl- it, what are you going to show us? Well, you'll see. The I blade, don't know if I want to see it. The blades tip over, and they're still going 400 miles oh, an hour. Oh, they're still rotating. So it's like uh, putting your finger in the garbage disposal type of thing. Or like this ceiling fan. Yeah. I mean, that ceiling fan would fuck you up. I don't think... Kill you. It, won't, it no, wouldn't cut your hand off. No, it, it has, doesn't it like have a stop mechanism? Yeah. Yeah, your freaking hand or your head is yeah, a stop yeah, mechanism. But, but if, you, if, if, if you were to put your hand up there, it'll stop. And well, yeah, because it hit you. You can't go past your hand. Like The motor is not strong enough to keep going beyond your hand. I used to, We used to do this when we were kids. What are you, kids. you used to not, put your hand in no, the freaking blade? Yeah, like when, okay, so when you want to turn the fan off, you turn it off. And then if you want it to stop, you, you just, just put... Put yeah. your hand up and stop oh the Oh, my blade. God, dude. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's, like, not a children's game. Most I, kids like. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. But, like, still to this day, like, I'll be, I forget where my ceiling fan is in relation to the rest of my room. Yours and I'll is be, really low. It is. In your room? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. And I was worried that you, because you're tall. Yeah. And there have been times where I'm, like, getting dressed and I'm, like, putting my shirt on over my head and I just, like, I, like, hit my arm in the ceiling fan and I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. You need to ask for a ceiling fan for Christmas. I I have. No. I mean, the it's just the roof of her, or the uh, ceiling's too low. Like. Yeah, but is the is the like is it a fl- is the Hers ceiling is fan a flat ceiling fan. flush? Um, it's like this one almost. It's sim. No, I think it might be. It's not like this. I think it goes down a little bit. I don't know. I saw it and I was like, wow, this is really low. Yeah, there were people lying all over. Some of their heads cut off and arms off. Said mm-hmm. Helen Irwin, who saw the crash from outside the family tavern, a half block away. I forgot to like take into consideration not the people that were like killed, but also like. Like just people walking down the street seeing seeing it. Well, not just Think that, about but all like the kids. Yeah, man. the kid, the kids must be traumatized. But like, like not necessarily the people that were cut in half, but like, like losing their limbs. Like, what if the did people survive that were like yeah. sliced off? Like, lose any limbs? Well, like, he, a good point. Yeah, there's yeah, there was. But here's the thing that really shocks you, and and what I want to try to get 
through to you guys. There were 500 people there. If you get your arm or your head severed or your torso severed in half, your blood is going everywhere. Oh, yeah. So those 500 people, I'd imagine about 350 of them have blood all over them. I mean, it's a massacre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing, it's but a scene no, I mean, from it's Kill like, Bill. dude, it's like literally. Could you imagine like how lucky you were if you're like, Mom, I have to go to the bathroom. Can we please go to the bathroom oh, now? And yeah. she's like, Not now, Jimmy. And it's like, No, like I really need to go. And it's like, Oh, thank God, Jimmy, that you needed to go to the bathroom. Saved her life, Jimmy. Yeah, you and job. your Just, overactive bladder, dude. Don't if you, this ping pong idea is. I would imagine that awful, it, a man. lot of uh, not many people would do that after this incident, right? Oh, hell no. All these people got PTSD. No, no, no. I mean, like, I'm I'm assuming like, that the ball this... dropping thing is not a common practice anymore. Yes, it is. We just watched a video from 2014. Like, I've never heard of it before that. <laughs> I just imagine, like, if any of this, any of this happened idea. in this area, like, like, I feel as if someone from far away moved in and was like, oh, I have a great idea for a fundraiser. What about a ping pong, ping pong ball drop? And they're like, no. Yeah. No, absolutely not. We don't do not. that here. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is not They a... probably don't do that in Pennsylvania. Yeah. 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 There's no way they There's do like that. a city ordinance. Yes. And there's yeah. no more ping pong yeah. ball drops. Jesus. Anyway, go ahead and read this. I already did. Oh. It ends by saying, one man, his body was cut in half. Pauline Grigdon, a native of Derry and now a resident of New Alexandria, said, I saw a flash of light and I thought the helicopter hit one of the wires. My kids were out there and I panicked. I saw all these bodies, all the blood on the ground. Uh, uh, I can't even imagine. So when I was flying helicopters, well, riding in helicopter, I was a crew chief, so I would do that. One of the things you got to watch out for are wires, Mm -hmm. especially with Mm -hmm. a small helicopter like that. Um, I remember this one time and I wasn't there, but. Two of our pilots, they were doing one of these shows for school, and he had hit the wire of the power line, and it it caused a, a fire because, you know, the power line falls, right. and it just lights the whole grass on fire. Everyone's, like, running because it was, like, real quick, and the whole place is on fire. Oh, God. <laughs> that is terrifying. Yeah. I, I get why you don't fly. I, I yeah. get it. <laughs> You've seen some things with that. It was a mess. It was a terrible sight to see. Costanzo said the helicopter went through one of two dozen concession stands set up for the festival. One eyewitness said there were bodies flying all over the place, Costanzo said. A couple of bodies I saw had to be kids. Can you imagine, like, you're there and you didn't get killed? Well, The great thing about this, I just want to say, the great thing about dying by a helicopter is you don't know it. It's, it's there, dude. You're dead. You hear one millisecond, and then you you don't feel it. I mean, unless you're only your arms cut off and you're just spurting blood. Yeah, and you which, die we'll, slow and which we'll which we'll see uh, here in a second. We'll see that here in a second. But I'm saying like it's real quick. I remember when I was working on these things, we have a tail rotor on the ones mm-hmm. that I worked in. Yep. And you can't see it because these blades are spinning so fast. You know, yep. you can't see it. And a lot of guys. I've never forgot. Yeah, forget, and they'll walk into it. Ooh. Just walk into it. Yikes. Caesar's Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesar's rewards. 
That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M-I-R-O.com. It that always scared the hell out of me, man. Scared the hell out of me. They'll get confused about which side of the helicopter they're on, and then they'll just like walk, you know, turn around, and the blade just slice them in half. I mean, dude, I hated it, man. I hated it. How many people did you see that happen to? No, I know I've never seen that happen, but oh. th- this was it happens. Yeah, that's the thing. It does happen. Yeah, you know. You you don't see that the tail rotor is what yeah. gets you. Yeah. You know the tail rotor is stabilizes it because think about it the uh, the main rotor, you know you the helicopter would just be spinning the whole thing would just be going with the rotor yeah. right that's physics that's why you have a tail rotor to kind of stabilize it to stay still does that make sense yeah mm-hmm. but you can't see that damn tail rotor half the time anyway. Sorry. Helicopters are scary machines. They are. Hells yeah. Like, I know my cousin flies one too, but I don't know what kind. He's also in, in the Navy. I always forget what kind my dad flew. He flew Hueys. Yes, that's right. He did. If fly he Hueys. was in Nam, he flew Hueys. Yeah. Hueys, which the ones that I worked on were the uh, the new Hueys. They were called uh, Kiowas, mm. OH 58s. Ah. And then I also worked on Apaches, which mm-hmm. were the the ones you see on like the video games yeah, and shooting yeah. the missiles. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he flew A-stars at one point, too. All right, go ahead and read this one. There were a couple of heads and an arm or a leg. I don't know which. All right, so Arf. let's see how dangerous these things are. Oh, boy. This is a, it's a fun little video. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, go to talkmore.com to see this. This is why... Uh, Gotta be careful. From alldumb.com. I don't know if I want to watch I feel like it. that shouldn't be on this website if someone's dying. Yeah, I don't know if I want to watch this. How do you know this? someone's dying? I'm well, just assuming. No one's going to die. Check it out. Uh, oh, no. No, oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 The blade. He, he the the blades on top. He oh, lifted he his lift- arms and oh. his hands got cut off. Let's watch that again. No, let's not. <laughs> let's not. Uh-uh. That gonna... looks like Mark Cuban. 
It did look like Mark Cuban. This is why you gotta be fucking careful. And a lot of people don't understand this. They'll just get out and be like, yeah, look at me. And they'll lift their arms up. (laughs) Oh my God. And now I'm thinking of your ceiling fan again. Yes. Let's watch that one yeah, more time. No, I'm not watching you it again. Need a, you need to put something to on, on your wish list. Okay, 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 new okay. Ce- one new ceiling fan. Okay, I won't play that again. <laughs> I, I feel like as soon as I put my headphones on, you're going to play it again. So I will I'm not just... play it again. Oh, I'm playing it again. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Jen, you better look at it. Nope. Jen, nope. look at it. I'm, I'm serious, Jen. It's like Mark Cuban. I'm not, serious, I'm Jen. Not, Jen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay, I'm never going oh. in a helicopter. I'm just going to say it. I'm like, I feel like I'm too tall for helicopters now. Like, I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, after this, like, I'm just really like, like ducking the whole time. This is a PSA. Don't, don't ride in helicopters. All right, so back to uh, the story. There's How do you this, like the lemonade? It's good. Delish? There's this yeah. guy named Vic Morrow, and I don't know what he's been in, so... Did he I, die by helicopter as well? Yeah, but you can't really see this one. This isn't going to be as gory is as the last Is this a video? video? I don't want to watch It is a video, but you can't really see it. But I think it's... Uh, I think, you know... Th- I thought of the, about this when I did this story. And there's also, I think, the Twilight Zone movie... I think they got killed by a helicopter too. The Twilight sure. Zone movie? Yeah, there was a movie and like three people died making it. Which I don't makes remember it even that. More... When did that happen? It was like in the 80s. This is the, um, his killing. It's not really fine. You won't be able to see it. I just wanted to show you. This is on video? Yeah, this is the, uh, they're shooting a movie, which I cannot remember what it's called, but this is how the movie ended apparently. <laughs> Like, did they still put out the movie? No, I don't think so. It was a horror film, I'm assuming. And you can't really see anything, but see the helicopter coming down? Uh-oh. And there he's dead. <gasps> the helicopter crashed on him? Yeah, so they're going to do it in slow motion. You can kind of see. You actually see his head flying at the uh, camera. No, I'm good. I mean, you can't. You can't see anything. Yeah, now I have no desire to be in a helicopter, so thanks for that. Yeah, so helicopters are really dangerous. And in that clip that you just watched, I mean, look at it. You had explosions going off. It's pitch black. A helicopter pilot. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's not as easy as it seems to keep that thing level. Right. Oh, I bet. You know, and if if you get confused up and down... You're done. Well, even like there's a lot of differences between helicopters and airplanes. Like when you take flight, this is something I'll remember. My dad says amongst all of his other army stories. But like when you're flying a helicopter, when you're flying an airplane, like, you know, you go up and you you accelerate up. Right. But the helicopter goes up and then the, the nose points down. Yeah. And then mm. it goes up. That's not, that's that's how you get your movement. Yeah. If you point down. Because if the, you think about the, it, the yeah, rear the, rotor right. and yeah. the blade, so you point down. It, I don't know. It's, it's just a very Make, interesting. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to read this, but this is uh, the eighth victim. So it killed someone a month later, died in the mm-hmm. hospital. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we got to move 13. on with this. So what actually happened? Now, this is the uh, owner of the helicopter here was actually the 
the owner of the helicopter company was actually the pilot. If you want to read this. The owner of a helicopter that crashed Labor Day into a crowd ch- crowded church parking lot in Derry, killing eight persons and injuring another 18, canceled an engine replacement purchase order just days before the tragedy. Ruh-roh. Yeah, so um, here's what I know about when I was a crew chief. You, you keep a uh, maintenance log, very detailed maintenance log, about everything you do. It's not like me changing your oil and being like, oh, when did I change it last time? If you, I mean, you know exactly <laughs> when you change it. Speaking of which, Jen may need a brake change. Yeah, I can change the brakes. Okay. Nelson Aviation was the company. They actually, they actually canceled the engine purchase that they needed to buy. It needed to be overhauled at 1,000 hours flight time. So I remember when I was a crew chief, when you hit a certain number, all flying stops, you take the helicopter and you completely break it down depending on what maintenance schedule is required. And you do everything step by step from the maintenance book. So if you have an engine overhaul, a thousand hours, because it's not like a car. You, if you break down a car, you just pull over the side of the road. If you break down a helicopter, you're going down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's different. Um, so anyway. If you have an engine overhaul, you have to take the engine out. You have to look at the transmission. You know, you change the oil. You change everything and make sure everything is top notch. Well, they did not do that. And that's a big thing that uh, you need to do because it gets you in a lot of trouble. They did perform a 50-hour listed at uh, 1,047.9 hours, but they didn't do the complete engine overhaul, which is, like I said, taking it out looking at every thread, every little nut and bolt. Every nut and bolt has to be inspected to make sure is there's no wear and tear on it. And if there is, got to replace it. They didn't do that. Good protocol, though. Mm-hmm. They yeah. did some minor repairs. Well, maybe that's just uh, more about the military because the military is very strict. I mean, as it should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely, um, you know, with cars, am not necessarily the best about keeping up with my maintenance. I'm not at all. Like, I've had a check engine light on for two years. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, you'd be it's good just for a filter. Year. It's just a filter. All right. They did find, quote, excessive wear on the throttle linkage and the throttle bolt, which I'm not going to try to explain to you. Women. Mortals. <laughs> Women. <laughs> Quote, if there was enough wear, it could cause erratic operation of the engine. So the pilot's claiming that the engine went out, and that's why she went down. Now, But she can't blame it. Like, why would she blame the engine going out if she was negligent about the engine? No. Right, because she's saying she didn't replace it. She chose not to replace it. This was after the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, did... Because every time this stuff happens, especially nine, eight people die. Right. They're going to do a, a thorough investigation. Right. So this is when it came out that she should have replaced the engine. But at first, she's like, the engine went out completely. Okay. So she's up in the air. The engine goes out and she's going down. Right. But like I am like I said, why would she say that knowing that she canceled an engine purchase order and was negligent? Thinking mm. was she thinking that she just wouldn't get caught? She was like, "Oh, the engine went out. Like that's yeah, definitely probably. not my fault. Not my but fault. Like, yeah, but like it was. She your knew fault. that the engine needed right. Some replacement. So that's negligence. Good point. Yeah. yeah, no, it's and that's what she got ultimately charged for. Oh, but um, nailed it, Jen. It's a Hughes, like I think it was like Howard Hughes. Yeah, Hughes. Uh, two six nine C. 
there was an information letter that came out in 1975 that said, this was a couple years before, quote, a pilot may experience a drop-off in RPM due to looseness or excessive wear in the throttle control system and will make it difficult to maintain constant RPM. So this kind of corroborated her story. But yeah, she didn't change it like she was supposed to. Right. But also with that notice being sent out a couple years prior, don't you think that she would want to upgrade her equipment? Yeah, but it is her is her company. You know that, right? So Nelson, she, she, Nelson thought she, could, she thought she could get another trip or two out of. Yeah, because it's, it's expensive. It. Yeah. I mean, these airplane parts are not cheap. But wouldn't that be kind of like a recall? Like the car recall? I would think it's almost like replacing your brake. Like, you know you need to replace it after a certain uh, point in time. Okay, so something that you and would be responsible for. And you're going to stretch it. You Got can it. stretch it. Yeah. yeah, but you stretch it and then fly over 500 God-fearing people and children. Ugh. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, if it wasn't something where she was flying that low, she may have been okay. Well, so... Um, I mean, like, she probably would not have been okay. It probably would have been worse because she probably would have died because it, if the engine ceased... Well, here's the thing about higher, the engine. she would have died. The engine ceased. So they did the full investigation, and this is what they found, if you want to read this. This is from the Kane Republic in Pennsylvania. Engine malfunction ruled out as case... Ooh. as. Engine malfunction ruled out as cause of helicopter crash. Interesting. Tests on a helicopter that killed eight persons when it fell into a Labor Day church festival showed no engine malfunctions, according to federal investigators. Which I don't know Uh how they tested that. I mean, the engine, can it be reliable? It's completely mangled. I don't know. Is it, though? Because the helicopter looked like it was intact. That's true. Like the the pod itself, yeah. So what do you think she got for it? Because obviously... Manslaughter charges. You know what this was? Negligence. Let me tell you what this was. If the engine didn't go out... It's she actually free. So they found out that she didn't really have enough pilot uh, hours. hours? Ooh. So there's three people in there, which brings us back to the first of the episode, which is tiny. It's tiny. I mean, that are you that helicopter, supposed to have three people in there? Exactly. So when you go a little bit lower and then you find it, you find yourself struggling to lift it up because there's three people in there. I don't think she went straight down. Obviously, she tilted it. I think she tilted it. I don't think the engine went out at all. I think she accidentally tilted it, which caused the blades to go um, slice, slice, slice and dice. And and that's what happened. And she was so low anyway. I believe that's what happened. And here's why I believe that. Because as you saw in the video earlier with the ping pong balls being thrown out in that Mm -hmm. 2014 video. Yeah. What you, I don't know if you noticed it, but when she was throwing them out or whoever was throwing them out, the helicopter, which is so tiny, it's like a squirrel, it tilts that way. If you're right. putting your weight throwing something out mm-hmm. of the helicopter, the helicopter's trying to tilt that way because that's where your, your motion is going. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I believe that happened as she was throwing out these ping pong balls. Then she tried to correct it. And, and kind of like, kind of like when you're in your car and you you swerve, but then try to correct it, mm-hmm. and it just makes it worse. I believe that's what happened. She corrected it, and it completely tilted and went straight down. Ooh. And I think that's what they found too, because if the engine didn't malfunction, so she actually, what do you think happened to her? Jail time. Caesar's Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesar's rewards. 
That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. I feel like it would have been very minimal, though. Yeah, and, and these like things are. Like two years, maybe? No. It, the, it's pretty much always like this because at the end of the day, it's an lose accident. Lose her pilot's license? Yeah, she did lose her pilot's license. At the end of the day, it's an accident. But it, wouldn't she be charged with manslaughter, though? Even because she did, she what her actions were responsible for taking someone's life, even though there was no intent. Yeah, so this Mm. is a helicopter pilot not criminally responsible and crashed, jury says. So a jury of uh, seven found her negligence, obviously. So she was guilty of that, but she wasn't spend jail time or anything else. She was just not criminally responsible, but she was negligent. Actually, I know I, I do too, but because because it wasn't like she, you know, like she didn't have the the right amount of pilots flying hours. Yeah, I have a that's big problem a, with that's that. That's a big problem. Number one, number two, you knew that you needed to perform maintenance on that that machine uh, before before flying in it yourself and then you put two other people in it who number one come i mean they didn't die fortunately they were not involved in the crash like i mean they were involved in the crash obviously they were in the crash but they didn't die but you know you're taking two two people who trust you to have a his wife died his wife died and the girl's mother but but like you're trusting this person to have a fully functional uh helicopter helicopter and to be an experienced pilot and those two things together i mean that's that's not okay even if i mean like it'd be one thing if she had the pilot hours you know and this happened or it'd be one thing if the i mean and if the the machine was you know fully up to par and and like that would be that would that would be not criminally responsible but i feel like both of them exactly Mm. to not have to not have those things both of them and i know there's really nothing we can do about it now this happened like 40 so years ago i mean i did the listen dude if you if this was you as a pilot that guilt would eat you alive oh absolutely so did she start any jail time no she didn't but i mean jail time's not gonna i mean i think it's a a thing people understand that things are an accident but i wouldn't vote her to go to prison because i know that she is her life is over Every day for the rest of her life until she's on her deathbed, she will think about this 
every day. Yeah. All right. So anyway, the um, I misspoke earlier. The youngest was 13. Her name was uh, Tammy Barcheski. I want to read some of the um, comments that Aaron had. Uh, so she submitted a, um, a link with this story. And I want to read some of the comments. If you want to just go through these and kind of read, you know, here and there about the people that uh, remember this, Nicole. There was actually two helicopters owned and bought by the same person and both crashed in a very short period. I was all but 18, but it stayed with me over the years. Oh, yeah. I actually forgot to mention that same helicopter actually had an engine malfunction about two months before this and they didn't record it but anyway go ahead Ooh, yeah that's Ooh. that's one for jen's cause right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's just semantics <laughs> i was seven when this happened i wasn't there that day but my friends went and asked me to go i remember being upset that i couldn't go at that age it was a helicopter dropping prizes that made us want to be there I was there. I was nine, fixing to turn ten. To this day, that day still haunts me. I'm terrified of helicopters. I remember seeing things no child should ever see. Hey, who, who is that from? Shell. I had the honor of taking care of Irene when I worked at Bethlehem Home. That was the first time I ever heard about this incident. I was there that day. I was nine. I want to talk about it, though nobody else wants to. I have two tours in Iraq, but this thing haunts me the most. Whoa. Who's this? I didn't read this one. Michael... Patroniak. Michael Patroniak. Um, you probably won't hear this, man, but um, hit me up because I definitely... Uh... He wrote more. He goes, to yeah, all. I was nine at the time and had to sift through the carnage in a vain effort to find my sister. Ugh. I found my younger sister unharmed, but not my older sister. She was injured and taken care of, but I never found her. I was escorted away before that. It's hard to talk about. It's almost impos- impossible to imagine, but still so real. I served over 20 years active service with two tours in Iraq. This is the thing that haunts me the most. I returned to Derry to the parking lot. I expected a memorial, but saw nothing. Hmm. I remember they repaired the chain link fence with some wire, but there's nothing to commemorate that day. I do recall that the church across the tracks did install some chimes to honor Parse Smith. I do remember hearing them in the evenings and recall visiting our house, possibly for a sleepover with my sister. I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm willing to meet and talk with survivors. I don't want to conjure up bad memories. I was only nine at the time. I'm still trying to understand. I have no anger or pain, just a hole, a dark hole with vivid visions of sorrow. There are so many unanswered questions. What was his name? Is it Michael? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number one, thanks for your service. And, um, you know, I want to say real quick, the the week that it happened, I saw a lot of newspapers that said... um, you know, this is one that we'll never forget. Uh, we'll always have a memorial. And obviously he's saying he's back in the parking lot the same day it happened 30 years later, 40 years later. And uh, there's no memorial. In fact, the the church website, I looked at the history and, and you don't see anything about it on the church website. Mm. Not that, that mm. you know, that they're bad people or anything, but you definitely... You know, definitely need to. I mean, this is this is terrible. This is um something f- for more team Jen on this one. So you know the pilot. Did you know that she stood outside the courtroom laughing while talking to her attorney, what? as well as jesting with others while my family stood by weeping? There was a few years after the tragedy. I never blamed her per se. However, she and her husband neglected to cor- correct the problem that they had known about for quite some time. 
You may know her, but however, you don't know the details. I am sure she would never do something like that to hurt others. Really, I'm sure. However, the faulty party, the had been found faulty before, had never fixed properly brought the situation on. She is left with no void in her heart. Did you ever realize that nice, caring mother you report to be her? She never reached out to us with any compassion, sympathy, or apologies for our loss. Ask her about that when you see her next time. Would you? Like, I, I just, no, I'm not trying to be um, difficult, but would, if you were the, uh, you know, the pilot, would you reach out to the families just asking? Probably. Would you, Jen? It'd um, be hard because. I would. I think I would. Yeah, I, I. I mean, what would you say? I'm so, ter- just, I'm, I'm so sorry. I probably would write a letter. Yeah. To e- I would handwrite a letter to each of them. I don't know. I, don't, I think it would be difficult to to talk to them on the phone. Yeah. Um. But I would I would try to show my support in some way. Yeah. This I'll just read this one more. Irene Horrell was my great grandmother. My father and uncle had been at the festival with her that day, and I remember her telling me about them lifting the tail end of the helicopter uh, to help her free herself and others that were trapped under it. She was very lucky to survive. Jesus. Well, here's one that says. Um... I know the helicopter pilot, and please believe me when I tell you she would have done everything in her power to avoid the crash. She's a mother. But she didn't. What do you mean? At the time, she, I mean, she avoided repairs on the helicopter. Yeah, but she didn't. Obviously, she would have repaired the helicopter knowing that this would have happened. But you don't. And that's the thing. That's why you've got to take know, care hindsight of your is shit. 2020. Also, she wasn't, she didn't have enough flight hours. Like, that's negligent. Well, so her and her husband own the, yeah, it is, Jen, it is. But, I mean, it, it's also a tragic situation. It is. Uh, I'm not trying to take away from the tragedy at all. It's terrible. Burn her, Jen says. Huh? Burn her. <laughs> Burn her. No. Uh, no, I am I mean, I, I just, yeah. I think that she needs to have something. Like, she was not held criminally responsible. But, but you know, at the end of the day, she may not have had the intent to do that, but that's why there is something called manslaughter that is in our law book that she should have been she she should have been charged. I'm sorry, she should have been charged. No, I understand that. Uh, this is uh, from one uh, a victim. She wrote on 2013 when this occurred. Derry, which is Derry, Pennsylvania, was a very nice place, very nice little town, and people knew one another. Whatever. This tragedy was unthinkable. And let's see, there are no plaques or memorials placed at the site and the people of the town are against it. Hmm. So that Monday I was sick to my stomach Labor Day, and yeah. did not want to go. Yet I told myself it was nerves from wanting to catch ping pong balls and get the, the one. The chopper passed over me when I was standing and I remember how long it was there. And the noise it made when it snapped up a piece of paper near me. Two passes later, it went down. I was one of the few people who were not frozen in shock days later. When I went to the funeral home, the first thing I saw was a white casket with bronze handles, and it was closed. All my thoughts came to pass. What do you want to know? Perhaps I can get some closure myself by helping you. The town have another one... um, from anonymous the town has never fully recovered after 35 years the pain the emptiness and emotion is alive as ever 
The comment above about my town having PTSD and the whole thing being blocked out is so true. I heard a couple of short mentions during my many years in Derry and knew that something had happened, but somehow I never asked any details. That church started having the same festival again 15 years later. Hopefully with no helicopter. Yeah. And to uh, be honest, I can only weep. I have. I knew it had to been a tragic event, but I never knew there were severed bodies in the parking lot, ugh, in the cafeteria. So the cafeteria was the makeshift morgue. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. And half the people in the small town witnessed up close details. Wait, so they put they put the the bodies that day in the cafeteria? Yeah, they had to get them. All right, if there was seven people decapitated i mean so if the seven that have died yeah mm-hmm. did not die from a crash they died because right their body parts yeah. were completely removed from their body yeah so these guys had to pick up their body parts oh here's the torso does it match these legs and put them somewhere because there's you know kids I have, everywhere i have a problem with that i have a problem with that i mean what else are you gonna do it, the coronavirus is the same way i mean not to bring up that but they use makeshift storage yeah, lockers you can, you and can, stuff like that. You can put some. You can you can use a makeshift tent or something that is not in a school cafeteria where children have to eat lunch in in weeks following. Like that's I don't know. I guess I just have it a problem with that. It was just the first thing they they they. I mean, it, w- once you're in a situation like that, Jen, like yeah, I, it, I understand like, that. I guess okay, we got to do I'm these somewhere. Let's, asking, what's this room right here? Put them in here. Probably asking for a lot there, but you know, no one's not like, oh my god, you can't do that. It's cafeteria. It's like just get these bodies out of here. This severed torso, get it out of here. Yeah. My 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 two year old kid is seeing this. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's true. I understand. I guess I was asking for a lot. It's no, just, no, you're fine. I think it's because because I like. I like when you said that I like literally pictured like my school like if this yeah. happened in my school school church parking lot like you know having to rough. bring these bodies you know All right so Aaron that story was for you and you actually requested that a week ago so if you guys want to request stories we're not doing talk of supremas anymore as of yet um we had a, t- a tad bit of drama going on uh, about 2 months ago so uh, we pause that program for now, but if you would like to uh, request a story, especially like the one you requested, Aaron, the ones that, you, I mean, you knew that I like this, not like this, but that this interests me, please go to talkmer.com, comment on any blog post there, just say whatever, hey, yada, yada, yada. Um, I will see it. I approve every comment manually, and um, so I will see it there, but... Uh, Anyway, that's the story. You guys got any questions or any comments? Mm-hmm. Are you no. guys going to be in any helicopters anytime so, soon? No. So she walked free. The pilot walked free. Yeah, she she walked free, yeah. She lost her pilot's license. Yeah. Anything else? And, and probably, most likely her, I mean, obviously she shut down her aviation yeah. branch. I mean, she, um, I mean, think about it. Put your, try to put yourself in her shoes, which I know it's, it sounds bad, but... If that was me, man, I don't know. I'd probably kill myself. I, I don't know if I can handle that. It's rough. But anyway, that's my story. And uh, thank you again, Aaron, so much. Thank you, YouTube. Um, forgot you were there. Forgot you were there. Love you guys. For our fans out there, tacos, 
love you guys and uh, my name is John I'm here with Jen and Nicole and until next time good night you lovely 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 people Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list for me.